we are spoiled, but we're not spoiled in a good way. I mean, we don't even know how bad it is here in America. So you're right. This goes down. We have a lot of problems at our hands. It turns to chaos very quickly. And don't you find it interesting? I mean, so Joe Rogan saying that. And then what was it about a month ago, roughly, that uh, I think it was Dennis Quaid went on uh, Tucker Carlson's show mm-hmm. and talked about this exact thing. Why, why are they talking about it? Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so much for tuning in. That was Dr. Jason Dean. And as the World Economic Forum keeps warning us about cyber attacks being right around the corner, and as the Houthis cut communication cables under the Red Sea, Jason and I have a conversation about the hell on earth that would be a grid down scenario. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Have you guys taken a good look at the banks lately? On the surface, everything looks fine, but there's a whole lot more going on underneath. Debt is hitting a record high. It's really scary when you stop and think about it. Why risk your money for a tiny return when things are so shaky? This is where Noble Gold Investments can help. The money printing is never going to end, and Noble Gold Investments is like a friend who knows about keeping money safe, and they suggest gold and silver. Now keep in mind, there's always a risk of investment, and there's no guarantee, but they do have a sweet deal a free one quarter ounce gold standard gold coin this month if you qualify. If you're curious, just give them a call right now at 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. It's just a chat, no pressure, but they'll help you figure out if gold and silver are right for you. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com and take the first step toward a safer financial future. 877-646-5347. The link is below. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Guys, as you know, life is energy. Of course, we exchange our energy and our time for their fiat dollars, which they print out of thin air, and they rob us of that energy. They're robbing us of our birthright with the borders wide open as they give fiat to illegals coming across, in some cases, $10,000 prepaid debit cards to illegals in New York City. You can't make this stuff up. Friends, do you realize too that internationally with all the turmoil, the Houthis just cut communication lines beneath the Red Sea? Guys, I have Dr. Jason Dean returning to the show to talk about this and so much more. What would happen in a grid down scenario? We'll get there in this one. Dr. Dean, welcome back. How are you? Thanks for having me, Sean. It's great to be back. Love your show. Hey, thanks for coming on. And uh, I'll just remind everybody they can find you at bravetv.com. Is that correct? That's the best place. That's the main website with the podcast. And you can find everything there. Links to Rumble and everything. Okay. Well, let me just do a screen share. And of course, before I do that, let me remind people that uh, one of the kingpins, one of Satan's puppets who helped introduce the fiat system and debase our currency and rob us of our wealth, our energy, our time, and our birthright, is now dead. His name was Jacob Rothschild. So what interesting timing. We live in, well, as Robert Barnes, the attorney, just told Alex Jones, we live in one of the most perilous times in world history, not just U.S. history, friends, in world history. And with so much going on, guys, these people are getting a little panicky and it makes you wonder, Will they try to bring down the grid once they're fully cornered? And what would happen in a grid down scenario? Well, here's Joe Rogan's thoughts on it. 
if the power went out in this country, if someone attacked the grid and just destroyed our power grid and destroyed our satellites, if there was a coordinated effort by multiple superpowers to just destroy our satellites, yeah. destroy our grid, we would be in chaos quickly. Pretty fast, yeah, yeah. Quickly, very quickly. And then if it lasts too long and there's some sort of a hostile military takeover of the country, you're living in a totally different world than the one you live in now. Now you live in China, and you never thought that was possible. You thought that you know you would be able to just exist here and demand universal basic income, and you would have all these ideas in your head yeah. about the the border walls racist and this yeah, yeah. and that. And then all of a sudden, you live in a world that's unrecognizable. All right, I'm coming back to you, Jason. Just one correction, in my opinion. Joe said we'd be like living in China. No, I think it would be like living in North Korea. You know, no food, completely bleak. And actually, North Korea is probably in a better situation than we'd be in because our population has no idea how to survive, no idea how to get food or water or anything else for that matter. And uh, in a different interview, Joe Rogan predicted people would go feral within two weeks as they watch their children starve. Then we're talking about a real zombie apocalypse, Jason, aren't we? Yeah, no, 100%. So I have a survival guy on my show every Tuesday, and he he runs a big, big survival company in the U.S., and he talks about we are three missed meals from basically completely chaos, anarchy, apocalypse, you name it. Because, I mean, we take this for granted, Sean. We go to the store once a week or once every two weeks or sometimes every day or a couple of days. We take it for granted that there's food on the shelves, right? But that means that there's supply chain that's moving. There's that means there's there's trucks that come in daily, every couple of days, whatever whatever that schedule is, right? So we take for granted that the food is there. What happens if the grid goes down? There's no fuel. Most of the trucks and the vehicles that are running right now are running off of computer systems. Uh, that means that that means that system goes down. Those trucks don't show up. Well, you have enough people that go to the store, those shelves go empty very fast. Now, if you're in suburbia or rural areas, you're probably not as worried about this. However, you get in the city, Sean. I mean, cities are predominantly um, lower class people. It's just that's the statistics, right? It's, it's basically very wealthy people and then very essentially poor or middle class. But middle class is weird in, in a city. Those are the people, many of them are on government assistance as well or controlled rent or whatever that may be. So if the grid goes down in a city, cities are chaos in under 24 hours. And I don't want to see any of this, obviously, personally, but that's the reality. People don't realize how bad off America is. And I'm an American. I love my country. However, at the end of the day, um, I have one of my associates in practice is from Venezuela originally. Her her and her parents came over here. They legally came over. She tells horror stories, Sean, of what we could look like, what Venezuela looks like, how bad. I mean, they actually had a uh, they were they're a little bit wealthy in Venezuela at the time when it was doing well. They had a whole farm, they had land, they had real estate. All of it was taken by the government. And given over to other people. I mean, you can see videos out there where people have to bring a wheelbarrow of wheelbarrow of Venezuelan money just to buy a loaf of bread. Right. 
Americans have no concepts. We are, we are, I always call it fat and comfortable, right? I mean, our, our big thing right now is, oh, you know, the, the, uh, the internet went out last weekend, last Monday or whatever it was, cell phones went down. I couldn't text somebody right away. We are spoiled, but we're not spoiled in a good way. I mean, we don't even know how bad it is here in America. So you're right. This goes down. We have a lot of problems on our hands. It turns the chaos very quickly. And don't you find it interesting? I mean, so Joe Rogan saying that. And then what was it about a month ago, roughly, that uh, I think it was Dennis Quaid went on uh, Tucker Carlson's show mm-hmm. and talked about this exact thing. Why Why are they talking about it, Sean? Why, why is it? I feel like a lot of this is being telegraphed. That's my personal opinion. Well, you know, what's interesting, Joe Rogan, you know, I don't know what lies in the man's heart, but uh, he seems like a decent guy who's pretty wide awake at this point. So when he talks about it and he has on as many guests as he does, it's a subject that would come up normally. Subject that I've talked about with people who are awake. Uh, But you're right about Dennis Quaid and some of these others. And when we see it propagating in the mass media, in the mainstream horror media about the potential of the grid going down, about undersea cables being cut, about the internet, about the cell phone outage the other day. It does make you wonder if they're not preparing the public for a false flag to come. And, you know, I want to just really say that if the grid goes down, it is a false flag. It was done intentionally and they'll blame it on whoever they want. But, you know, now that I'm saying those words out loud, Jason, what about the tens of thousands of military aged men coming through the border every day? Good Lord, we're setting ourselves up for a grid down scenario one way or the other, whether it's an act of actual terror from a foreign nation state or it's the deep state of our own nation doing it to us. The result would be the same. Millions of people would die. Well, I don't know if you remember this uh, a couple of years ago. I think Klaus Schwab said it at Davos, and I think somebody else said it on the World Economic Forum stage. And they came out and they said, "You, America will most likely suffer a cyber attack or ransomware attack within the next couple of years, two years. Well, last day, I think this was, I think this was two years ago when it was stated. Well, last year, there was no cyber attack. We are now in our second year from that quote-unquote prediction by Klaus and the World Economic Forum and yet, as that as we're going along this year, we see black swan looking uh, messaging that's coming out. We're seeing obviously them talking about the grid and the problem. Uh, and the 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 grid to an extent went down last Monday on the, the cellular infrastructure, right? Are we not being uh, man? I feel like we're being teased right into what you're saying, which is the false flag into the cyber attack. But then here's the other problem. I mentioned that black swan again. Um, they are quickly de-dollarizing. Like BRICS is working on this right now. They're, they're, they just talked about it a little bit ago. I think I saw a news article on it, right? Um, Saudi Arabia is in. So we really do have this perfect thing coming together. And it's not a good thing, right? But again, mainstream media is not covering it, Sean. I mean, we're covering it. Uh, you cover it. I cover it. My concern now is... We have 100% of the American population. I would say 10% at best is in this truther movement. And yes, it's still spreading, which is good, not fast enough. But 80 plus percent, 90% of the American public has no idea what's going on, Sean. Would you agree? Not only do I agree, the real problem is, Jason, is that the average person in this country today doesn't have $500 for an emergency. They certainly aren't prepped with anything to help them survive a grid down scenario or a dollar down scenario, a total collapse of our economy. 
So it's terribly scary. And uh, let me tell you something else. There was a blackout a couple of decades ago in New York City. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And people came together. It was peaceful. There was no rioting. Now, compare and contrast New York City and the dumbing down of our society between then and now. If there was a blackout situation in New York City, it would be total chaos within 24 hours. That's my prediction. Certainly within 72 hours, if people start getting hungry and their plumbing doesn't work, you would see chaos and rioting like you've never seen, but probably instantaneously because of what has been fostered in our society by George Soros and the NGOs and the wide open borders, Jason, and in the big cities, it would be absolutely terrifying. A hundred percent. Now here's it. Let me add this. This is kind of a, just a stream of consciousness here. A A thought that pops in my head. Was it two weeks ago? We saw, I think it was, I think it was the week weekend of uh, Donald Trump putting out the gold sneaker, but it could have been a little before that. Uh, on the weekend, there was an X video that was kind of going viral, which was the truckers, right? And the trucker was basically like, I don't know, 10 minutes, whatever it was, saying that because of the ruling in the state of New York City, um, the truckers were going to basically boycott uh, taking in and out of the city products, right? Yep. yep. They were going to pay back the deep state and Letitia James Correct. and Adams given $10,000 gift cards to, you know, pay these Marxists back by saying, okay, you want to play this kind of hardball in lawfare? Then we'll stop delivering goods to New York City. Now, I don't think that's actually happened. Have no, but what if grid goes down? New York City and other cities become dangerous because literally people start looting, rioting, etc. Those trucks are not going in to a closed down tight city to try to deliver anything that shuts off and almost leaves on an Island. These cities, and I'm not saying this is not a good thing, right? Because those trucks are going to try to deliver to suburbia and to rural areas before they're going to, they will not go into a city. So this, uh, the reason I'm saying this is because I, again, I feel like this is this developing into this, this thing, right? It's developing over the next couple weeks, the couple months, whatever it is before the election. And the next thing you know, you have cities under massive turmoil, no food, no products, financial system, potential problems, et cetera. Um, They become dangerous places. And I don't know how that plays out, Sean. I mean, I don't want to see it, but there's just too much evidence at this point. It's a Mad Max situation. It is what it is. It's a Mad Max scenario. And there would be roaming gangs that would be raping looting, pillaging, and murdering, and stealing anything that's not locked down. And uh, that's just the reality of our situation. So the cities are increasingly dangerous with the grid up. I can't imagine what a nightmare these dilapidated American cities would become in a grid down scenario. And uh, some of the cities are in such bad shape now, inner city Philadelphia, Chicago. I mean, the list goes on and on. And by the way, if the grid ever went down in the winter, People would freeze to death in the north. Oh, that's a mess. That's freeze a mess. to death. So I, uh, even those in suburbia would be in terrible, terrible trouble. I I don't know if you ever saw. Um, I think it was last year. Last year, I, I did a video. I had a source reach out to me who's a, who's kind of a friend, um, works in open source intelligence, and he said, "Hey, we're imminently." And he said, "Imminent could be five minutes. It could be five years." He goes, "I don't know what that word means. Something different. What we get than what." than what actually might be. So he said it could be any amount of time. He said, uh, there are cyber attacks happening. There are ransomware attacks happening. They happen every single day, but they're they're getting more and more and more. And he stated to me that there was already military 
um, in cities. And I said, how do you know this? He goes, I just know it because I'm in open source intelligence, but he's also, in, he's an active, he's in the Marines. And I, so I actually did a video, Sean, I did a video last year in my truck and it kind of went, it went, it went viral on, on Twitter at the time. I was, I was banned at the time. Um, I think the video went like 3.7 million views. And then I had to do a follow-up because people were like, I made it on several shows without knowing I was on several shows. People were calling it BS. You don't know what you're talking about. Nothing's happening. I had to do another video right after that, basically saying, hey, guys, my my intention was not to either put fear in everybody's minds. My intention also was to say, I don't know when it's happening. I just know this is what I was told. I am not the source of information. I'm just passing along the message. But the fascinating part was that was a year ago. And those video, that first video is looking like this year rolling out because what we just said, if those cities have a problem, if those cities go down, if we do have some sort of cyber attack or whatever it may, may be, or and or black swan type of situation, which everyone's talking about at this point where there's no way around it. Our financial system is a complete disaster. Bricks is popping up, et cetera. Like we are, we are going towards this behemoth. That video and what I was told sounds a lot like what we're going into. Again, I'm not stating it is. I'm just saying this is just me. This is me using my educated brain, but also intuition to go, okay, what have I been hearing? What have I seen? What do people tell me? And then what does it just plain look like? And like, what does it look like out there in the public? What is happening in the news? Um, it feels like that's the way we're rolling, if that makes sense. It does. And let me show you one other thing here, because uh, the geopolitical risks have never been higher. And I think uh, attorney Robert Barnes is right. We live in one of the most perilous times in global history. As President Putin is moving nuclear weapons, and uh, our friend Liz Churchill on Twitter says, Russia's not playing games. NATO and the CIA, you can't win this. Please surrender. And she's right. The ruling class in the West has lost its mind. They've lost their minds, Jason. They're absolutely insane. And if you think I'm wrong, let me just show you a couple of news items that will prove how absolutely insane these morons are. So California is gearing up to prohibit the sale of gas-powered cars. That's what they would like to do. That's insane. Meanwhile, the EU and the World Economic Forum is passing a bill or trying to pass a bill to ban the repair of cars that are 15 years old or older. You guys starting to see what's going on here? And amidst all of the insanity, this absolute moron, I call him House of Getty because he's built by Getty, Gavin Newsom, a real mm -hmm. traitor, a real piece of absolute human filth. This is what he has to say about Biden's presidency. I, I mean, this, what he's done in three years has been a masterclass, all because of Biden's wisdom, because of his temperance, his yeah. capacity to lead in a bipartisan manner, which is an underrepresented point. So the answer is absolutely all in in terms of the next four years of Joe Biden. It's a masterclass. So honest to God, if you literally were a psychologist, we need Jordan Peterson to break down the psychology of that. You want to talk about absolute lying through your teeth, gaslighting? Everything he said is absolutely 100% the opposite. I can't watch it without laughing, Sean. What a piece of human filth, a masterclass. <laughs> no, that's actually true, though. If you have sold out to the globalists and you want a new world order and you worship at the House of Rothschild and the bankers, the international bankers in the military industrial complex, then actually the words coming out of that snake's mouth are accurate. Biden's presidency has been a masterclass in destroying our nation. Why does it feel like 
Well, here's the, I have to ask you a question first, even though it's your show. Um, <laughs> of course. How long, Sean, how long have you been awake to like what's going on, the Federal Reserve, the Rothschilds, the banking system, all that stuff? I started a great awakening in around 1998 when okay. I found out about Alex Jones and Infowars. And then okay, when 11 happened, I had questions on day one, but uh, I really didn't wake up fully until I understood exactly what happened on 9-11, World Trade Center 7 collapsing, you know, pre-fall speed, 520 in the afternoon, the BBC reporting about it early, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So circa so it's been a 2002, while. 2003, 2004. Yep. Okay, great. No, that, that's 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 phenomenal. I mean, most people are are, um, are way, way, way after that. Well, so hey, I think just so you know, that's what got me dismissed from Target. I had a 10 year career in the marketing department, promote, uh, promoted, promoted, promoted. OK, and uh, I got a little too truthy with my buddies in the workspace. Too many people would overhear my little rants <laughs> and uh, I got uh, HR involved in my life because of 9-11 false flag operations and trying to wake up my friends and colleagues. Wow. Yeah, I was I, was I about do what I do now, five. man. It's just a crazy. I've had a crazy life. No, that's 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 I was about oh five. Well, the reason I bring that up is I mean, obviously it's a it's it's a complete joke to listen to what Gavin Newsom has to say. And I don't even listen to what Biden even talks about. Um, but I feel like speaking of that finance thing uh, um, and, and this goes with the Rothschilds and this goes with the entire banking system, the cartel, everything is. I really feel like and you uh, I just got messaged from by my assistant over on the side here. She actually posted the same thing that that Russia's moving the nuke. So you you posted it first and showed me just there and then she posted it also saying that is we're we're heading into oh man this is going to be this is going to be a mess because they are trying to stoke the World War 3 um fires but but here this is what occurs. You have you're going to have BRICS versus NATO. That's what's going to we're going to have America. What does America do when we they start de-dollarizing, meaning dollar collapses? And and that's not fear porn. That is just blunt reality, everybody. I I my wife and I, uh, we are doctors in practice that we own. We own other businesses besides that as well. We're friends with people who own businesses. This is a. This is a common discussion amongst all of our friends and colleagues that we we are around that we talk about. They are curious and concerned. We're talking about people who are small business owners. We're talking about 100, 100 multimillionaires. The things that they discuss on a daily basis are the dollar, de-dollarization, inflation, uh, money collapse, potentially debt, you name it, interest rates, et cetera. This is a reality for anybody out there who really doesn't want to believe it is. You potentially have a massive decision make in America because as they de-dollarize and as our prices not inflate, they hyperinflate. And for anybody out there who doesn't think this is going to happen, you can come right to my, my practice, talk to my associate from Venezuela, and she will give you a firsthand experience knowledge, uh, a seminar, and what happens when, you're, when your money hyperinflates, meaning literally a wheelbarrow of money to pay for a loaf of bread. So when it happens here and you can't even afford your Starbucks because your Starbucks isn't four or $5 anymore, which is already insane and outrageous. It's coffee. It costs like 50 cents. Goes to 10, 15, 20, $30 for a cup of coffee, meaning you don't pay for groceries anymore. What happens in our government then when America wakes up, there's zero in the bank or there's money there but it costs you $1,500 to go buy $50 worth of groceries. 
and you can't pay for your kids anymore, businesses start shutting down. This pain has been building for a long time, Sean. This pain has been building since 1913, 1916, whatever that date is. But it's gotten worse, obviously, the last 10 plus years because of more money printing, more wars, more insanity, more throwing money all over the place for stupid projects. What happens when we're no longer in charge and in control because the, the, the governments of the world, other countries say, you know what? We're kind of tired of being bombed. So we're just going to de-dollarize. We won't take dollars or we won't take petrodollars or the, the fiat, whatever you want to call it. We won't take it for these commodities, these resources, these grains, these imports. And America's left... With nothing. That turns into a third world society essentially overnight. And at that point, if we don't have something else going on, if there's not a deal in place, we turn into literally Venezuela overnight. And we already have a tyrannical government who is in control. They're just waiting for that, that last switch to be flipped so they can say, hey, oh, by the way, you want to be involved again in society? See, we have the CBDC. We can save the day. You just have to sign up and we'll give you a digital ID. I mean, that's really where they're pushing this, Sean. That that's where they're going with it. And if this society, if this whole thing collapses in in, what do people do? I mean, we had people who took bioweapons because they were terrified that they wouldn't have a paycheck because they were they couldn't put food on the table. Well, what if the whole system collapses and you literally have no money to feed your kids? Right. And then they say, Well, we'll let you back in. You just have to sign up for this thing that, you know, right now we'll just call it a CBC, but a couple of years down the road, you might have to inject yourself with something so you can actually do it. Might might have to put it in your hand or somewhere in your body, like, or it's already injected into, into people. What happens then? I, and again, I go back to, without sounding harsh, most of America is not awake to what's really happening right now, Sean. That, that That's just kind of laid out in a simplistic way. Yeah. It makes them very easy to be manipulated. And so in a grid down situation, then the criminal government might or might not. I don't know, because they appear to be all on board with the democide and the bioweapons. So maybe they would just let people fight to the death and, you know, depopulate. But uh, otherwise, the government might ride to the rescue and say, we're here. Problem, reaction, solution. The solution is a central bank digital currency and a chip in your hand. So everybody get on board or you'll be left to starve. Head on over to the FEMA camps. No, you're 100 percent right. Let me show you guys one other thing. Jason's right. There is a collapse happening in currencies all over the world. Let me just show you guys this. Because our system is so broken and stocks keep going higher, take a look at NVIDIA, etc. And gold and silver have been kneecapped by all the paper derivatives. We don't really have a canary in the coal mine that would help the normie understand that their dollar is quickly being debased and we're about to hit hyperinflation. But the measure for it is Bitcoin because around the world, Bitcoin is hitting new all-time highs and it's accelerating. And it's not just in countries that have problems either like Sri Lanka or Argentina or Zimbabwe. It's in countries like Japan. Bitcoin has hit a new all-time high when priced in Japanese yen. And that's a first world nation, friends. So it is happening. And uh, how this all plays out, I'm not exactly sure, but it's not going to be pretty. When I just heard, I'm coming back to you, Jason. I just heard last night, a news blurb. And then I turned to my wife and I said, we got to get out of this country. It's something like 25% of boomers have nothing saved for retirement. Nope. I mean, nobody's prepared for the end of the dollar. Nobody's prepared. Most people in this country aren't prepared for anything. 
not only not prepared, <laughs> those who do it. Uh, I mean, I, I protect myself with pretty sane people, so I don't hear about much. But I talk to I talk to other people. And even if they start preparing, I know people out there, just viewers of my own show, you probably heard the same, um, where they go buy even just three months of storable food, which isn't even super expensive. They might spend a couple hundred dollars to get three months of food, just just basic staples for, for, for them to just in case something happens, right? Maybe some water just for a few months. And their spouse or friends or relatives just call them crazy, conspiracy, tinfoil hat people. I'm like, but... <laughs> But it's kind of, I mean, I learned growing up that you should always have basic needs. I grew up kind of in the country anyway, but we, we should always have basic needs. Finance wise, you should at least have several months of, you know, income on you, uh, either storable in your house or in a bank account that's available to you. So that if you do lose your job, something happens that you can, you know, float yourself until you find something new. These are, these are basic things, right? And a responsible person is either looking at this and trying or they fully have this or they're, you know, six months, a year down the road, they've got stuff, they got a bunker, they're like ready and rocking to go. You're right. 95% of America isn't ready for this stuff from a preparatory standpoint. But then I think you mentioned it earlier, which I've talked about this a ton, 60 to 70% based on depending on who, which, which source you look at, 60-70% of the American public does not have the ability to pay for a $500 emergency expense if it happens, whether that's a car air conditioning, if I'm in Florida, uh, whatever, a water heater, whatever that is for you, right? In our world, we've always, we've always played by the game where, you know, we plan for thousands of dollars expenses just in case something happens, in case you need a roof, whatever it may be. But I, I pull up to get gas, you know, once or twice a week. And I look over and Sean, this is what I haven't figured out. And this is, this kind of brings us back also to the financial collapse and what could occur because I, I pull in and I'm getting my gas and I look over and I was raised by a single mom who worked three jobs. So I have very much reality in all this. So I, I, I was not all, always a successful business person and doing well in life. I grew up with a, uh, a mom who had, who had an addiction problem, who worked three different jobs, still survived, but was on welfare a couple of times. So I've been through that part. I know what it's like to live with nothing. I pull up, get gas, and I look over, and there might be a registered nurse. I see a nursing outfit, or I might see a waitress outfit that she has. I'm just, she just came from her. I see the mom who's probably working two, maybe three jobs, maybe something on the weekend, et cetera, and her car is beat up. It's a used car. It maybe has some rust on it, and she's getting gas. And I look over, and I know, I know from personal experience, that person is literally living day-to-day potentially buying groceries from day to day with tips and other things like that. And what happens when hyperinflation occurs and or grid goes down combination? What happens to those people? Because I know, I know those aren't the one-off people. I know those aren't rare. That's the common population today, unfortunately. And that like that, I come from that world. So that like tears me up emotionally because I I know what that's like. I've seen it, I've seen it before. I've seen it in my family and other families as well. But these are real questions, right? And I'm not expecting everyone to be filthy rich. I'm not expecting everyone to be an entrepreneurial spirit. I I'm I'm expecting everyone to to push for success in their life. That doesn't mean it's got to be in business, it could be in anything. But we have fallen as a nation, not only financially, culturally and mentally. We have, and spiritually, of course, we've fallen because not only can we not handle what's potentially coming, we've actually been 
programmed MK Ultra to believe we're not even worthy of having a great country again and having, you know, and not spending money on insane wars. Like, why, why are we not holding everything up at home? Why, why have we as Americans been stepped on so much? I, I often say, uh, I thought, I thought of a, a COVID bioweapon was the line in the sand, but Americans got stepped on. I know patriots out there. I love you still, but I know patriots out there who bowed to the needle because they were terrified to lose their job. Some patriots just wanted to go on vacation and a cruise, so they bowed to the needle. Yeah. Where, yeah, where is that line now, Sean? Where, where, like, if injecting toxins and poison into the body and into the children was not the line, what is the line, Sean? Well, you know, our neighbor, and he's a friend. We like him very much. We care about him. And uh, we warned him to not take the bioweapon. We warned him what it was. I warned him. I went out of my way to warn him. And he didn't listen because he trusts corporations. He trusts big pharma. And his decision to take it wasn't really forced on him other than it was required to travel to Europe. And they had planned a trip to travel to Europe. So he took it. So, you know, you can't help everybody. And in some cases, you can't even help the people you care about most, Jason. Let me do one more screen share and uh, one last topic to ask you about. By the way, I want to play this video. I feel like the situation we're in right now is a lot like this. I'm not sure if that's an eagle or a falcon. I know it's not a bald eagle. I just saw this last night, not on your page. This is a great video. Well, this is the situation I feel like we're in. So mm -hmm. at this very moment, we can all still fly away. We can all still get away. We can all move. We can get out of the cities. We can, we can take action. But that window of opportunity is closing very, very quickly, like it did for this bird. So I find that extremely heart wrenching, but uh, that's nature. You know what I mean? I don't really like to watch uh, lions take down gazelles either, but that's nature. And right now, guys, we are the prey. We are being preyed on by this criminal government and the World Economic Forum and the House of Rothschild and these goddamn bankers, these international bankers. They're the ones that are bringing our country to its knees. They're the ones who have stripped us of our purchasing power through the debasement of our currency because of their central bank holy evil printing presses. And I guess the last thing I would ask you about before we part ways, Jason, is about the future. Uh, I was watching a documentary last night on Netflix about Trump, and there are some things in his background that I found very troubling that I had forgotten about. Um, the casinos he built in Atlantic City, uh, preying on, you know, people through gambling, not something I would do, Something he did, it bothers me. There was other things in the documentary about him that bothered me. I don't know what lies in the man's heart today because everybody's capable of change. Everybody's capable of finding God. Everybody's capable of learning about the deep state and waking up like Joe Rogan has. So what do you make of our immediate future, the coming election? Because if they steal another one, God help us, it's game over. And I think the right thinking people are going to have to fly and get out of Dodge just like that uh, bird should have flown away when it had a few seconds left. Yeah. Well, first on that bird, cause I saw that last night, I didn't see it on your page. I saw somebody else and I was watching that and I'll be honest with the show. When I saw the bird I, in the beginning of it, I was like, Oh, the bird's just going to like peck it to death and it's going to eat the snake. And our, and, and the, the moral of the story is like, don't let something, you know, smaller than you take you down or whatever. And as it kept going, I'm like, Oh my God, wait a second. Why didn't the bird do anything? And I was like, I was shocked because I, I really thought it was going to be reverse of that. Um, I think 
there is a lot of hope in the future, right? And and I struggle with this too, because I'm pretty sciencey and I look at stuff in front of us. And as a doctor, I'm like, okay, it is what it is. The financial system's the way it is, healthcare, like it's a mess. I don't know how we fix this, et cetera. I do believe that it will get worse before it gets better. I don't like that. I'm not advocating for that. I don't want that to occur. I just believe like anything in life, any of us growing up, right? Like when I was a kid and a teenager, I did some stupid stuff and I made some mistakes and I kind of fell away from the world. But like you, 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 you kind of think you can go your own way and figure everything out. And then all of a sudden as an adult, you know, you have kids, you come back into the center. You're like, okay, I get it again. And here I am, Mr. Responsible doing what needs to be done. But you have to go through some pain to do that. Every single person in their life goes through some pain to get to where they're supposed to be, right? There is no way around America, no matter what occurs. I, in my heart, Sean, in my soul, I don't believe, I cannot see a future for myself, my family, my child, and or and colleagues, friends, and other people out there in America. I cannot see us becoming Venezuela. That doesn't, I know it can happen. It just, it doesn't register my mind. I prepare for it. So I'm prepared and preparing for the worst case scenario. I just can't comprehend that. So I have to focus on somehow we come out ahead of this. Somehow we win. Somehow God wins. And when I say God wins, that doesn't mean to take a step back and just let it happen. God, God needs our good works also so that he knows we're in this to actually win it long-term. But I do believe somehow something happens, you know, uh, God moves the hand and some way we win this and we become America 2.0 or whatever it may be. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be pain. I do believe there'll be a black swan. I do believe there'll be financial upheaval. I believe that there's going to be COVID news that comes out about the vaccines and what people really have in them. I do believe there's going to be some chaos to get where we need to go. But I believe this works out in the end for America. However, that's going to change us for life, meaning we have to restore our responsibility back to what it's supposed to be. We have to, we have to re-envision and understand. And I don't mean like build back better or anything like that. I'm not using, not trying to use terms that that you know trigger progressivism. But we need to reimagine, rethink who we are. The biggest thing that's fallen in this country, uh, Sean, is um, culture, right? Yeah. Cult when culture is gone, when culture is lost, you begin losing, whether it's a family, a group, a nation, doesn't matter. State does not matter if it's small or large. Well, this is, you know, it's Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Yeah. You destroy a culture, you destroy a people, right. you destroy the family, you destroy the children, you destroy society. It's all being done by design. And let me tell you my prediction. I think the way we're headed is pretty much irreversible. Our nation is being balkanized. And now it's red states versus blue states. The red states stand a chance. The blue states are hopelessly lost and corrupt beyond repair. And God help New York if a grid down scenario happens. God help New York as it is. I mean, they targeted Trump with 353 million and everybody's watching. Everybody in the world thinks it's absolute lunacy because it is. It was a kangaroo court and a corrupt politicized leftist Marxist idiot judge and Garan or whatever his stupid name is and the whole world is watching. <laughs> you and really even, like him, Sean. <laughs> and even the Shark Tank guys like, OK, we're done. Can't do business in New York anymore. Yeah. 
So one judge can destroy a state. That's where we're at. That's where we are, man. The whole country is being balkanized. And in a grid down scenario, boy, the best you could hope for, I guess, is to be in a red state. Hey, I'm in Florida. Um, I And I'm in a very red burgundy part of Florida. Um, yeah. I, and, and now when you look at that, the states are supposed to dictate their own direction. That's that's what's supposed to work via, via the Constitution. Um, we are going to need a full restructuring. I I don't. I've all I've often said this in my show. Um, people ask me how do we fix this, and I go, I don't believe America can be fixed where we are. That doesn't mean I don't believe in America. I don't believe it's fixable. I believe that it has to be, and I'm going to use this word very cautiously because I'm not a fan of the World Economic Forum, not a fan of the Great Reset, but we do need a reset in America. We almost need to sit back down, redeclare ourselves free. We need to redeclare the rules and laws of this nation, which is a constitution. You're going to read, you're going to have to redo the financial system, whatever that looks like, whether it's gold and silver and, and a dollar brought back or it's the cryptocurrency network that's going to run on blockchain, which I, I am fine with all that if used properly. But we we'll have to redo it because you can't get around $40 trillion in debt to, to Federal Reserve bankers who are international. They're not even, they're not even government. Uh, <laughs> we've destroyed other lands across the world for that money. Uh, we have unfunded liabilities no one even talks about that. That's Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. They're gone. There is there is no funds left for the people. That's all being used in, in, in essentially reprinted money because the actual money is gone. And then Wall Street has been playing bets like crazy for decades and no one's paying attention. They have literally quadrillions. That, that number doesn't even make sense. Literally quadrillions of debt in just Wall Street fake derivative bets. So, Sean, the system can't be fixed. It literally has to be reset. I'm just hoping we do it in a sane American uh, repatriotic way. Yes. And uh, God help us if Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom is the president when that happens. Because, look, say what you want about Trump, but he's already said hell no to CBDCs. Right. Okay? He said it. And actually, he was asked about Bitcoin the other day. And he recognized it as an asset class that, you know, has some value. So he didn't crap on it like Elizabeth Warren and uh, that criminal Goldman snake, uh, Gary Gensler. All right, right, brother. I enjoy having you on very much. Let me show your website, bravetv.com. I like that. It's a good name. Appreciate it. Bravetv.com, uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern time. We do our own podcast. So we have a lot of fun. We just educate health, freedom, and knowledge. Oh, by the way, uh, I did watch uh, some of the Super Bowl and, uh, I had to uh, really chuckle at the end when Pfizer guy Travis Kelsey was allowed to speak and hold the trophy. Yeah. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. And there's Taylor Swift. She had to be horrified because I was horrified for him. He was such an embarrassment, he, like singing, but he can't sing. So he's screaming and he thinks he's so cool because he got the 20 million payola from Pfizer to sell a bioweapon to children. I mean, you want to talk about blood on your hands? What a scumbag. Did you catch that? I, I I saw the clips afterwards. I didn't watch. I saw the clips, and then I saw him drunk scene uh, at the parade or something like that. It's 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 a, it's 
Welcome to the, 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 to the degeneration of America, Sean. This is exactly the opposite of what we're supposed to be. Yeah, that whole thing was a psyop. And uh, I predict there will be no more Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship in what three months or less. There's no way she's going to stick around for that <laughs> idiot. Although, like I said, this whole thing was a psyop and I think it was arranged. Thank you so much for your time today. Jason Dean, we appreciate you. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it as always. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, I'll remind you every single day for free, check us out for free. To get the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media lies, at sgtreport.com. May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. The defense industry goals and the meta-materials can be used for urban 5G interrogation technologies. After the COVID vaccine technology is injected into the body, the target acquisition is far more precise and the technological field can be used to gather biometric data. Neural link control networks are these implanted nanotechnology antennas, which I have shown in the blood as these micro-robotic biosensors, and they can upload the data to the cloud. You need the metals to be able to do that and to self-assemble the biosensors in the body. In fact, these metals are essential to make the 5G aspect of it work.